it was like, hey guys, um, it looks like there's news of some pandemic. It looks like there's news of some virus, mm. but it's right, we'll touch base on it on Monday. Then over the weekend, it got a lot more serious. So then I dropped an email like, hey guys, can you just work from home for the next two weeks while we figure this thing out? Mm. Two weeks turned to six months, turned to nine months. <laughs> um before we were able to come back then we came back and then we had to leave again mm. um for about three months so it was challenging in a lot of ways for me it was challenging mentally because not only do you have to try to proof your business mm. so that it's still successful so that you've still created jobs for people um but people's own mental health suffers by being at home so much so you need to be mindful of that but you also need to be mindful of the fact that this is a business and you still need people to deliver yeah um and then you have to deal with your own emotions about a pandemic and the implications of being at home for so long and so intensely Mm -hmm. being worried about health being worried about family members um so mental health was definitely a very big challenge um second to that an upside is that we had a massive influx of new customers. Mm. Um, March, we were very worried because we had a lot of emails like, hey, love Treasure Trust, but I'm losing my job. I need to pause. And we were like, oh dear, what happens if everyone pauses? Yeah. Um, and then literally two weeks later, subscriptions went through the roof and we had to cap them. So now we've got a wait list, which has grown massively, which is about three times the size of our actual subscription wow, that's um, of people that have come over to us since the start of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, another upside would be negotiations with regard to office space because because it was a pandemic, there were a lot of vacant offices, mm-hmm. which meant that you could have better chance of like niggling down the price. Yeah. Um, and then the real challenge, which we're starting to feel a lot more intensely now, is like supplier delays. Mm. So there was a moment in time when still going on if i'm being honest where the producers of the manufacturers of products couldn't get a hold of the caps of bottles okay because of the, the backlog due to the pandemic in china because that's where a lot of the imports come from mm-hmm. so they could make product they could manufacture the product they could bottle it but they couldn't put a lid on it so that sounds like it's quite far removed from us but not really because if we've got a box to send out and you're meant to send us the products on the first and now they're not coming till the 30th that completely messes up our annual calendar mm. so I would say that within the past two months, we've really had, we've started to feel a very strong knock-on effect of the pandemic on our supply chain. Yeah. Um, But I would say, yeah, I would say that that's it. Um, The upside, as much as being at home can be a challenge working and separating like work and leisure. um, What I have enjoyed is the amount of time that I've had to think. Yeah. I haven't had as much time as I wanted because all the time that I have spent thinking has been thinking, right, what's our strategy? What are we doing to make sure that we're good? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think generally speaking, I feel like there seems, there seems to be an air of introspection and a lot of people wanting to do self-work. And I really appreciate that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I would say that that's one upside. Do you think then for you, would you um, still incorporate elements of working from home in your business going forward for you and your team? Or is it something like now you've had enough, like, no, we're back in the office, we're good? I prefer everyone being in the office. Yeah. Because things don't get lost in translation. We can flesh things out really quickly. We can have conversations. You can also, let's be honest, have transparency and see what everyone's working on. Yeah, yeah. Um, But working from home once a week has always been something that we've done. Okay. So we still work from home one day a week and come in four days a week. Okay, yeah. Um, But yeah, being in the office is definitely my preference because we have a lot to do always. (laughs) Um, And especially this year, we have a lot of really important deadlines. Yeah. And it's important that we can work on stuff quite quickly and quite efficiently. Mm, That makes sense. That makes sense. 
So like, you know, um, you know, your Europe's first and largest natural hair product discovery box. Like, what does that mean to you when you really sit back and reflect on, wow, that's like quite a, that's a, a big achievement. So yeah, what, what comes to mind when you think of that? I rarely think of that, if I'm being honest. <laughs> um, I feel like it's more impressive from the outside mm. because you can't see how much goes into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I ever think of, like, the shiny cover. I feel like I'm always thinking about the not-so-glamorous part. Mm -hmm. So if I was to pause and think about it now, I'd be like, wow, that's well done. Like, that's, that's a huge accomplishment. Mm -hmm based on the fact that I came into this completely naive, I'm still naive, I'm still learning, I'm still growing. Um, but yeah, I think my friends do a really good job of reminding me that, no, Jam, you've done, you've done well. Yeah. Um, and they, they threw like a very cute sleepover, surprise sleepover for me in our new office one day. And I literally burst out in tears because I was so emotional because I hadn't actually had a chance to stop and think, wow, like mm. I had this idea one day. And I've built it, well, not me alone, me and my team have built it to this point. Mm -hmm. um, so very rarely do I stop and think about it. But when I do, I do become very armed with emotion because I know how much has gone into it. I know how much it means. Yeah. Um, and I know also how much I've sacrificed to make it happen. Yeah. So, yeah. That's amazing. And even just for me, I know like just, you know, even virtually being able to follow like-minded individuals like yourself and stuff and just as a woman and a black woman as well is very inspirational even if it's not the same sector but it's just the journey like for mm -hmm. like like for me just even doing career coaching it was very much about being able to help empower people to take control of their desires with their career and what they want out of life because um I feel like a career is a big part of who we are especially if you're very driven and you, you know that's a part of what you see a success for yourself so I know like for me thank you very much for always showing and showcasing and being quite honest about your journey because it really does help like people like myself and even if we don't come forward and tell you this but it's just so important that even though what you're doing living in your truth you, you're so you're connected to so many people and your kind of mm -hmm. life also empowers us so like yeah I just want to say well done and congratulations oh, so far and your team you. as well I have a question about that What's that? Yeah, they, they're the real MVPs, if I'm being honest, because they have to put up with my constant flow <laughs> of ideas and demands. <laughs> um, what do you think I should, could do a better job of sharing? Or what's one experience that you think, oh, I'd be keen to know a bit more about that? Um, I feel like for myself, which is one of my questions, it's like, it's just really knowing like, you know, like in, in terms of like vices, because we all are human and we have like our ups and our downs and it's not necessarily about mm -hmm. crying on IG live or anything, but it's just knowing that, you know, guys, this is like a challenge that I'm finding even as just like a business owner, because you're a leader at the end of the day, although you've got a team. And mm. I think leadership is something, especially within women and black women, we don't take up spaces, especially in the world of corporate or the working world. And I think more kind of tips and advice on being strong leaders is very powerful because, you know, we need to be seen more in those positionings. Uh, like we need more people at, on those tables and having those conversations. So I think like leadership skills is a very, I think it's a big kind of topic of conversation. I think it's really important. Like, how do you, how are you a good leader? How do you manage teams? How do you manage even yourself? How do you manage your emotions and being able to ensure that you're kind of like, you know, able to be good for yourself and your your business and your team? So, yeah, leadership, I think, would be something I would like to hear more about and how you've 
grown and developed those skills along your journey um yeah that's that's such that's such a good point Mm. i'm actually undergoing leadership um coaching at the moment Mm -hmm. um because of those reasons Mm. um taking up space is a big thing um but yeah i will definitely share more on that and that journey because like leadership is the hardest part Mm. if i'm being completely honest and for me, the thing that I don't enjoy managing people at all, yeah, because I know what my work ethics like, and I know how I like to work. Mm-hmm. And so, in my mind, I'm like, oh, everyone's the same. Like, you just get in, you put your head down, and you just bang it out. Yeah. But that's not how everyone works. Like, that's not that's not reflective of like, no, that's not how everyone works. Like, mm-hmm. people have varying styles. People have varying levels of motivation. People have different skills, different capabilities. So that for me is the toughest thing. Yeah. Um. So I will definitely share more on that because that that is one of the biggest challenges. And I think that is that can be the trouble for entrepreneurs because really if you're an entrepreneur, you're someone that's very creative, you're a, you're a visionary, you've got massive ideas, but nowhere does anyone really tell you about how to manage people, exactly. how to manage people's emotions, how to manage people's behaviours, mm-hmm. how to draw limits and boundaries, but then yet still balance that with being empathetic and considerate of others without completely sacrificing yourself exactly it's a very fine line to tread so thanks for that I actually made notes on it (laughs) (laughs) yeah because I'm like even for myself outside of coaching I'm a project manager and that was my first ever role as a manager and just dealing with difficult like staff and dealing with like being thrown in the deep end and being able to find your own managing style and also knowing that sometimes people don't like change I, I took on a team that had quite oh bad habits goodness, yeah so it's like you're trying to be empathetic but at the same time we've got goals to meet and I, I'm also I have a, a standard but just then knowing like you don't just go in full throttle and like make all these changes you've got to take people along with mm-hmm. you on the journey so when yeah. I like for me coaching is a big thing of like teaching women and more for me like black women mixed race women like women within our culture how to be good leaders because I think it's something that we're not shown and like you rightly said going to coaching a lot of people don't utilize these tools or they might not be able to afford it so I'm trying to make it mm. more of a thing that is mainstream that no it's okay to have a development coach, uh, executive coaching and all these other coaching practices that other mm-hmm. people in other races, they use daily and, and it helps them. Absolutely. Do you get what I mean? So yeah, so important, yeah. man. That we, we really need to um, invest in these things as well because it helps develop us as a, as a person as well, you know? Um, so yeah, you know, like as well, you are a host of a podcast, She's Obsessed, um, which is amazing. I, I love that. I love your podcast as well. I listen to it. And also you're the co-founder, as you um, mentioned earlier, of the teen experience. Mm-hmm. So could you just tell us um, a bit more about those those projects and what you do there? Sure. Um, She's Obsessed, I feel like I've neglected a bit, <laughs> but I'm caught out. I've got some good stuff coming up, mm-hmm. but um. The reason why I launched it is just because I was having a lot of conversations like these mm-hmm. where I thought, oh, this is a really interesting conversation. I myself have learned a lot. I'm sure it will benefit other people. Mm-hmm. So it was just a way for me to scale up conversations that I was having or I was being asked a lot of questions repetitively. And I was like, do you know what? If I just recorded this and I released it as a podcast, I can just point people in that direction rather yeah. than trying to schedule people in for calls and like manage my timetable. It would just be too much. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I started the podcast was just to share the conversations that I have on a larger scale. Yeah. That's all. That was my only motivation. Um, and also shine the light on a lot of black women, black British women in particular, who are doing amazing things, who have their own obsessions that they've turned into businesses mm-hmm. or careers. 
Um, so that was my main motivation for that. And the teen experience was just, I know what I needed as a teen. Mm-hmm. Um, my mum had me on a strict schedule growing up. I was piano lessons on Saturday, followed by a violin. Um, and then dance, like I was on a very strict schedule as a child. When mm-hmm. I moved into teen years, that's when I met my core friendship group in my um, childhood years and my teen years. And those are still like my core circle to date. Yeah. But I met them through different activities. So like youth clubs, we used to go to like a youth, uh, a youth club at a church on a Friday. We used to go to so many different community groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just don't think you can ever under- underestimate the power of seeing yourself reflected in the world multiple times. Yeah. So for me, having like this group of black women who we've grown from little girls to grown women, I know how impactful that is for me. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted that for other little girls. Not to say that you can't have friends of varying races. Of course, it's very important. Yeah. But let's not pretend that the challenges for black teens, in particular black teen girls, mm-hmm. is not extraordinarily high, especially when we consider things like self-image, um, self-perception standards of beauty like there's a lot to unpack yeah and so i wanted to create a safe space to allow us to do that yeah yeah i i, I really kind of like um can relate to that because again that's why i also did some stuff with like ygt um, young girls thrive and stuff like that and i created something mm-hmm. in croydon because i felt like being someone that based in that like croydon seeing not a lot of like organizations or groups for, especially knowing our our borough is full of like it's got one of the highest ethnic minority groups and yeah it's really needed it's so needed because like you said when I was younger I went to dance I went to all these things like my schedule was I was booked and busy I don't even remember Mm -hmm. like not having something to do and then obviously playing outside was also a big part of it and you know something yeah that's not a thing exactly do you get what I mean so you don't don't get that so it's like people play gaming online everything's quite virtual it's quite limited and um, unless you go to school and college and stuff like that but yeah socializing is a very different for the younger generation nowadays um so yeah definitely very important guys so i will link um your podcast and i will also link um the teen experience uh, pages and stuff like that so anyone listening you can go and check them out especially if you've got an, a young person that you think you know you could pay for their ticket and be part of like the virtual events and stuff like that that are coming up um so you know in terms of like we spoke about you're like you're doing your kind of leadership coaching now and stuff like that but what other things like what what tools or vices do you use to keep yourself motivated um I feel like anything that I was using went out the window once COVID hit. <laughs> but generally speaking uh my friends and my family my fiance like the people around me like a village having a village is absolutely real Mm -hmm. it's not just a phrase it's not just no you need it like you need people who are generally rooting for you Mm -hmm. genuinely rooting for you um my friends say all the time like oh jam we were talking about you the other day i had to call can to say are you okay like i feel like you're quite stressed at the moment let's do something so like people that just genuinely care about you i think that's the first thing yeah secondly podcasts um books but I don't, I'm my mum's a teacher used to be a head teacher her mum was a teacher so for me learning has been like it's just so important to me mm. it's it's kind of in my DNA but I just want to constantly be better yeah like yeah. I don't I don't it's a gift and a curse but I don't ever really feel that satisfied with what I've done or what I've accomplished which is a gift and a curse as I said mm. um but for me it's always like okay cool we've done a pop-up in Peckham sick let's do one in Shoreditch all right, cool. We had 2,500 people attend. Cool. Next year, let's have 5,000. Like, 
not that I'm chasing like this moment of optimal gratitude of, of optimal joy because that's not the case mm-hmm. I have a lot of moments in my life where I feel very intense joy but as far as like what I can achieve I'm always curious to know what happens if I push myself that much further yeah what happens if I do this like I feel like life should be treated as an experiment and you should be constantly examining examining reevaluating it to say does this look like what I want it to look like um am I doing what I want to do am I showing up as the person I want to be am I turning into the woman that I wanted to be um even next week not next week the week after I've got two weeks off um I'm turning 30 oh wow and I wanted to have um like a solid break where I could actually reflect and okay cool this is what your life up to the point of being 30 has looked like Mm -hmm. I can honestly say that I have no regrets of my 20s my 20s have been absolutely lit I've done so much in my 20s not just accomplishments but I've just like I've just got so many really fond memories of like trips that I've taken with my friends, trips that I've taken with family. I've got nieces now. I didn't have those in the decade before. Mm -hmm. So I want to have a moment just to get a lot of clarity on, okay, what I know what business I'm building, but what am I building for myself as a person and which, what person am I building myself to become? Mm -hmm. So for me, the main vice is curiosity. Yeah. Like, what does life look like when I have more money? What yeah. does life look like when I can be anywhere in the world? What does life look like when I have a husband and kids? What does life look like when I've got several properties? Like, mm. it's just the curiosity of what if, like, mm. what happens next? Yeah. So I would say that that's probably the main thing. Yeah, that's amazing. I, a woman in um, my 30s myself, I will say 30s are like the best. I heard it's amazing. Yeah. I feel like when you I just turn... you absolutely just, amazing. I don't know, it just... I think, okay, let me say, when I turned 30, you are a little bit like, okay, certain things I haven't done yet or whatever, like, you know, the pressures of society. But once you get over that hurdle, you're just like, you're so in your skin, like, you just feel so confident as a, as a being. Like, it's just so crazy that you're thinking, wow, once upon a time. I can see it. Yeah, like, you just think, I wow. I can see it. All of my friends that have turned 30 already, I'm like, well, you really know yourself, Yeah, don't you? yeah, you're just so I more assertive. I was to my friend yesterday. <laughs> yeah, she was like, no, like, at my core I know who I am and I feel like that already because I feel like I do a lot of work on myself Mm -hmm. but I can just see it like when my friends have turned 30 there's just this sense of that's good for you but I need to do this for me yeah yeah yeah, exactly that's really nice for you but that's not for me and I feel like that level of just self-assurance yeah 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 it's really weird you know like when they say kids turn like two and then just have terrible twos like overnight it's weird you jump into your 30s it's just like yeah this sassiness and this like assurity about everything it's just like yeah it just takes over can't wait (laughs) it's amazing it's amazing cannot wait so like just rounding up then, like what advice would you give to other aspiring entrepreneurs? Um, stay curious, mm-hmm. like do whatever makes you curious and you have to stay curious. Like if you're not interested in seeing what happens if, then don't even bother mm. because this is a game of curiosity. There's no guarantees. Mm. Like there was no guarantee when I quit my job that, we were going to have a hundred subscribers, a thousand, a couple of thousands Mm -hmm. that we were going to have subscribers in one country, 26 countries. There was no guarantee. Um, So unless you're curious, then forget it. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yes. That kind of being able to also not be overtaken by the fear of the unknown. It's like just literally being able to just, yeah. Like you might be frightened or have anxiety or worry, but not allowing it to consume you, to stop you, kind of like paralyze you from making steps. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's but so don't, don't get me wrong. I had that moment myself mm. when I had too many voices telling me what to do. And I started to get like, as you said, paralyzed with fear because mm. I'm like, oh, what happens? But the reality of it is, is that 
there's no guarantees in life anyway. Yeah, it's so true. like, what are we? What are we really scared of? Yeah, it's true. That's amazing. And to me, I think the thing that drove me most and what drives me most is that I would like to know that at the end of my life. I can say, yes, I've done what you put me here to do. Yeah. I didn't just cruise. Mm-hmm. Like I actually fulfilled what you created me to create. What you created me to create, I actually created it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that would be like the ultimate satisfaction for me on my last days. Yeah. So that's something that I keep in the forefront. Like, what do I want my life to actually say? And how do I want it to have impacted others and what do I want it to reflect? Yeah, yeah. So I would say, yeah, think about think about the bigger picture, think about your bigger purpose and stay curious mm. and also understand that like running a business from the outside it looks very glamorous but i always say for me if i could work in treasure stress rather than running it i would do that job mm. <laughs> because then you don't have like as much as like i do get to be creative not so much because really you have to worry about the numbers you have to organize the numbers you have to make sure people are paid you have to do so many other admin things um that you don't really think about when you've got this great idea mm. so also don't feel pressured to start a business and run a business because it looks cool like it's like life this is one area of life there's so many more areas of life to explore Mm, that's some amazing gems there guys i hope you're like taking notes um so yeah thank (laughs) you so much but if anybody wants to find treasure tress and they want to even look you up what what are the socials um, so Treasure Tress is at Treasure Tress, T-R-E-S-S. We get some interesting remixes of our names sometimes. <laughs> but it's at Treasure Tress on Instagram. On Facebook, it's at Treasure Tress Box. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my Instagram is Jamelia is Obsessed. Great. I will, like I said, link everything as well in the description 